Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show to keep the brain running with the premise to talk sports on a national level? Both with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. But sports medicine and sports veterans are great. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. Yo, what's good, War Room family? You're once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports. On the War Room Sports Podcast Network, I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev Mack, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brother. We got Jimmy the Blueprint in the building. Uh, we have no clue where B. Austin is. I know he shows up to work whenever he feels like it. So uh, maybe he will, maybe he won't. But the first ever Super Wild Card Weekend is here. Six games. Over three days, and we're going to get you ready with our picks and predictions. So it's time to sit back, relax, and you know what it's time to do. It's time to bust it up again with your guys in the greatest man cave in the history of Earth. That is the War Room, if you didn't know. Uh, you can also get in on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the By the Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the War Room. Or you could join us on Facebook or Twitter, IG, wherever you fancy, at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline, that number, as usual, 323-410-0012. What up, fam? So, look, they got Ida B. Wells being the latest Barbie doll, and Maya Angelou is the first black woman to be featured on the ass side of a quarter. <laughs> what's, going, what's, what's really good in 2022, man? We finally in that post-racial society or not? It's just the pandemic. They're not even they they're not even waiting to February to pander no more. They're like, yo, let's let's let our guns go before February get here. You know what I'm saying? So they don't get caught on the uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Pander and sweat. <laughs> let you know them go mean? early, like two like two weeks early. They just yeah. letting them go, letting their hands go. Yeah, they shouldn't put somebody on the jaw that long. But nothing like don't look nothing like Maya for one. You know what I'm saying? She look more like you know this R and B singer Maya for one, and then right. two. On, you got a slave they owner. They're gonna put anything side. on there and, just, and say it's my Angela. Y'all don't. Yo, and they put a slave owner on the other side. So what we doing, yo? Hey, well, you slave owner on one side, put his winch on the back. Let's just keep it moving. Like, I, I, I don't know, man. There's a lot of people that fall for this kind of stuff, man. A lot of people celebrate this kind of stuff. I'm really not. I'm really not gung ho about quote unquote inclusion anymore because the the stuff. That we get included in, like what does what does it mean? I don't care about your co- people. We go we're in a society where motherfuckers don't even use cash no more, let alone change. Like what does it mean? Real talk, Jim. When last time you used a quarter, dog? You don't even I mean, need a quarter to park dying. anymore, dog. They got apps for that. <laughs> yeah, it's a dying currency. Like you yeah, put it on your cell like, ass currency. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yo. I, I don't even get it. Like, put put Maya on the cash app. <laughs> put Maya on Ven, Venmo. Like, fuck y'all doing, man? Yeah, well, what are um, we doing, yo? Like, I mean, this, this what we doing in 2022? Yeah, we don't even need quarters to park no more. That's 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 my main point here. Like, I don't know, man. But, all right. 
Either way, man, y'all know what it is. Before we get started, we got to remind you guys that whether you're with us live or not, at any time on demand, you can still check out archive episodes of our show and every other partner show on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can do that either on our website at warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms. So there's never, ever an excuse to miss an episode of the War Room or shows like Tissue and the Tape if you're a hip-hop head, the Broad Street Line and Superstars if you're into Philly sports, um, John Appetit if you're into eating. <laughs> That's the foodie show uh, On the couch with the Wilsons If you're into TVs, movies, streaming, whatever um, After further review with the mayor uh, Another national sports podcast Man, whatever you're into We got it at the World Room Sports Podcast Network So make sure you take a look at that Take a listen Hot Topics brought to you by my bookie World Room Family, you know what it is It's time for you to make some money Sports betting in my bookie If you still haven't checked out my bookie After the 650 times we have told you I think it's time to go ahead and do that. The NFL playoffs are here. Uh, That's probably one of the biggest things in sports that you can bet on. You can lay down some money on all the biggest games in sports. By joining the War Room and thousands of other online players, placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get your money. You get it fast. No hassle. They even have in-game live betting. So you can place wages after the game starts. So join now. My bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. All right, so, Jim, you know, after the, the final day, of the NFL season, we usually get what's called Black Monday. That's when all the coaches that are on the hot seat, you know, they get they either get their pink slips or they either get, you know, some good news that they're staying. So the fired coaches uh, this season, all of them didn't happen on Monday, but the fired coaches this season, um, we're counting John Gruden, but, you know, that happened in season. And he got the privilege of saying he resigned even though, you know, he probably had the worst offense of any coach on this list. Um, I don't know. Maybe not Joe Judge, you know, what he did last week on third and nine with a four and 12 record. <laughs> Losing another game, it was kind of egregious. Uh, Urban Meyer, you know, he got uh, he got his pink slip from the Jags. Vic Fangio, the Broncos. Mike Zimmer, formerly of the Vikings. Matt Nagy of the Bears. Brian Flores. Dolphins, Joe Judge, Giants, and David Culley of the Texans. Now, I think, you know, there's a few coaches on this list that got done dirty, but never to our surprise, the two black head coaches on this list, Brian Flores and David Culley, I think they got done the dirtiest. Brian Flores, his team won, what, seven out of their last eight games, played most of the season with a quarterback that the that the um, organization itself was trying to get rid of in uh, Tunga Vailoa, and he still got the boot. Um, David Culley of the Texans, somebody here tell me what the hell this first-year head coach was supposed to do with that roster with no quarterback. The quarterback he probably signed up to to coach. You know, y'all know his situation. Like, why did it? Why, why does this keep happening? First of all, why do people keep being surprised about it? But um, 
More more black head coaches yeah, getting I, done dirty, man. The leash is always shorter. <clears throat> yeah, I, I was actually shocked by the Dolphins one. Like that was crazy. Like um, <laughs> considering what he's had to work with and his level of success, that was actually. I mean, it's not like the franchises before he got there was um a successful Super Bowl franchise, right? <laughs> I mean, like they were rebuilding. Um, <clears throat> they've been rebuilding. Now I think about it. They've been rebuilding since Marino left, ain't they? Um, how long has Dolphins been rebuilding, yo? They've been anyway, rebuilding um, since the Patriots been kicking their ass for the last 20 years. What up, B. Austin? <laughs> yes, sir. Um, why ask ahead, why when you know yeah. why? Well, I mean, we got to have a show, so we're going to talk about it. But go ahead, Jimmy, my bad. I give my no, 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 it's all good. I'm just saying, I think he got done the dirtiest when I look at that entire list and when I look at his, his performance, like, they, they weren't terrible. He actually, you know, again, to my to my main point, like, yo, it didn't like he took the team in a direction that um, they weren't already going, and he actually improved upon what was there when he got there. Like, I don't, I yeah. didn't get that one, but, you know. I mean, I Matt Dang in Chicago. And all the, uh, all the 56 owners, they put, you know, just the tokens that couldn't really help out. Right. I mean, and I'm not, I'm not one of those yeah. guys. Anyway, at least not anymore. Like, I'm not – like, as a fan, the first thing I say is, oh, such and such need to be fired. Such, like, I don't even do that with my own team. Like, it's, it's – like, it's corny to me that, you know, that's the first thing fans go to, you know, as if they could do some of these jobs. But when you look at the list, like, somebody like a Joe Judge – um. Some of the things that he did with that Giants team, and especially in the last week of the season, like if you're 4-12, and 12, right, and you're pretty much – your job is on the line. The GM's job is on the line, the guy who hired you in the first place. So you know, you know you're bound to go with him if he was to go. Like you're, you're pressed down to your own end zone. It's third and nine. And you and you run a quarterback sneak, like you're four and twelve. This is the last week of the season. Why are you still just trying to like push forward to get some yards to punt? Like, does it matter at that point? Like, I think because it took them a few days to actually make this decision. So there's something in me that thinks if he would have showed them a little more balls in an all-out situation where you have nothing to lose, they might have actually you know, thought about this a little longer or kept this dude on the job to see if he could do anything under a new GM because, you know, Gettleman has been lamed up for a long time and all the Giants fans that I know, you know, they've been screaming for Gettleman's job for probably the past three yeah, years they, or more. They wanted, right? him fired. they wanted him going five years ago. Right. So it's like, dude, like what do you have to lose? Like why? Like why are we – quarterback sneaking on third and nine so you can get more room to punt. If you don't make it on third and nine, okay, you just punt. If it get blocked, it get blocked. You are he four never, and twelve. He never played he never played Madden. <laughs> but but on third and nine you don't have to play Madden. It's third and nine. Go for the first down. You like why are we even like you're looking forward he to knows the punt. They can't two get downs it. before you the know, you know what his players are capable of? Yeah, well it's capable of getting his ass fired. Um, Matt Nagy was supposed to be, you know, the offensive guru, the the quarterback whisperer in Chicago. Um, I think Chicago has pretty much had one of the worst offenses in the league during his tenure, so you kind of understand that. Um, Mike Zimmer with the Vikings, 
kind of understand that. The Vikings were supposed to be a quarterback away when they grabbed Kirk Cousins. That never worked out for them. Um, what do y'all think? I know Jimmy's not, you know, uh, an insider with the organization anymore, but what did y'all think about Vic Fangio getting fired with the Broncos? Um, he was another one where I think his team is a quarterback away from being a very good team. Um, when you have a quarterback the ultimate game Bridgewater. manager for for most of the season, but is that enough, like to hinge your job on? No, um, I, I felt bad for him because, to your point, the quarterback away thing. Their defense is hellacious, and something about the, the you know whatever's in the water in Denver, Colorado, they still can reasonably run the ball. So I feel like with with Judy out there, I, I do honestly feel. I know it sounds cliche. I feel like they're a quarterback away. So if they liked Fangio, you go all in and try and grab like a Russell Wilson, and make it happen. But I think he's he must have made some enemies or didn't have any you know true fans in the organization that thought that he was the one to lead that. So. They're firing him. Now, who do you bring in, and does the person that you bring in, are they willing to cook in the kitchen having not bought the groceries or many of the groceries? Right. But, no, what you said, that's, that's, that's what I don't understand about some of these teams. Some of these teams, um, you know, they were in quarterback trade rumors all season, Miami being the biggest one I can think of, you know, Miami was supposed to be on the table for, for Deshaun Watson and this person. Denver was supposed to be in those talks. Philly was supposed to be in those talks. So these, these are the situations that I don't understand. If you as an organization was so pressed to replace what you had at quarterback, like why doesn't the coach get another shot at it once you get this quarterback that you've been coveting, you know, publicly – for the whole season, like we've, they've been kind of doing their their current quarterbacks dirty, <laughs> the way that they allowed these talks to happen publicly throughout the season. But then when it's all said and done, you didn't make it happen. You didn't make the move. Now the coach is kind of like the scapegoat for the whole thing. So well, I, I, real, I, I don't real quick, some real, <clears throat> real quick aside, based on just some context to that, how do you mm-hmm. feel about Tua Taka Topa Palovaba? As a QB, um, is he what, – what is he for you? Tua for me is I, – I just it's just the, the microwave NFL society we live in. I don't think we really know all the way what Tua is. Oh, you know, good, he, he had the injury. <laughs> yeah, he's had the – you know, he had the, he's had the injury roles throughout his, um, his, his professional and college careers. Um, but at the same time, when I've watched Tua play, including this season, I didn't see anything terrible to tell you. Like, cause when they were in these trade talks, I was like, damn, like, they're, they're giving up on Tua already? Like, but I, I don't know, man. It's, I guess there's a lot of teams who really, really believe those press clippings that they're in win-now mode. So they're not really willing I have a great, I to have let a anybody barometer. grow. I got a great barometer for y'all. If someone is the equal or better of Baker Mayfield, then they should stay. If they're worse than Baker, then we can eh, we can talk about should they go. But even that, you have to consider economics because 
Baker is mad mediocre, and he's still about to command twenty five to twenty seven million a season on the open market. Right. I mean, and that's Tua, what I mean, Tua is, I think is, Tua can be better than Baker. He's he's one of the check down Charlies of the league so far. I mean, that might be the the only difference. Like, as much as you know, Baker shows people that he's not what the Browns probably thought he was. He's also not a coward. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Which probably some of your mistakes are going to come from not being yeah, a coward. And plus he has a lot of weapons that will probably give him like extra courage. So he's thinking, oh, I got these dudes out here. I can just do what I want. And none, of, none of the guys we're talking about have the weapons Baker had. Baker got weaponry. <laughs> But um, here's Tua's numbers in 13 games this season, 12 of them starts. Uh, he had a 7-5 and five quarterback record. You know, I, you know how I feel about that, though. I hate that quarterbacks are the only individuals in football who actually have records. Um, he completed 67.8% of his passes. Uh, that might speak a little bit to the, to the check down Charlie in him. Um, 2,653 yards, 16 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Um, I see something there to work with. But but in today's NFL, you have two seasons under your belt, both of them injury-shortened, you know, 12 starts this season, nine starts the, the season before. I, I, his progression, I guess, is just not fast enough for a Dolphins team that does think they have – talent in most other areas to, you know, to actually compete. And everybody was banking on the fact for the last two seasons, oh, well, the, 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 the Patriots aren't going to be what the Patriots once were, so everybody think it's time to pounce on this division. But now, you know, it's just the Buffalo Bills time to, to, to step on everybody's neck. So who knows, man? Who knows? All right. Any, any, any other egregiousness on this coaching List before y'all, y'all man Doug Peterson has, has gotten some some interviews. He might end up being yeah. the Bears' next head coach. I'm rooting for ball. I'm rooting for ball. Which, yeah, which he's the guy goes to the AFC. I'm rooting for dumb. I'm rooting for dumb Dougie. I like dumb <laughs> Dougie, man. He, he <laughs> cool. Yeah. He one of them bull, you, He one of them balls where his dumbness is actually. You can look at it with some level of affection, like dumb Dougie, man. That's my man, yo. He took us to the bowl to. and won. It might have been an accident. It might have been an accident. Dumb acidness won you a Super Bowl. No, but, no, it, it yeah, definitely yeah. was because all the all the stuff that Eagles fans thought was so ballsy and they loved when in the Super Bowl season man, was the same stuff that doing. people called him dumb for <laughs> when they won four shit. games. It was the exact same well, man, stuff it when, it, when it when it when it wins man. when it works. Then you're a genius. High, high when it doesn't, you're high stupid. High work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I learned, I learned, I learned from, um, I'm, I'm going to call him his old name. I learned from Kill Smokes, man. Kill Smokes would say the wildest thing to a young lady. And, like, when it worked, it looked like it was the, the, the most mackiest thing you've ever seen. But when it didn't work, it looked corny as hell. But <laughs> he, was like, Yo, he, 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 know, he didn't care. But then when she care, walked over the number, he's like, yo, I asked Julie about this thing. Mm-hmm. It's high risk, high reward. So when it works, you like, yo. Yeah, it don't work. When Doug, Fe- when Doug Peterson's Super Bowl season was going for it on fourth and nine, like every time, like he was playing Madden, Eagles fans was loving it because they were completing them passes. 
It was a thing on Instagram and it was like uh, I think it was someone on ESPN asked people like, um, what's a what's a crazy sports take that you have that, you know, sounds crazy if you say it. But someone was like, Yo, if a coach were to actually practice trick plays and make that seventy five percent of his playbook, they would actually have success in the league. If they just came out and like damn near every play was a trick play, and got close, got close with yeah, uh, so I was like, that, that, close. That, that, that who was the yogurt? Who was the yogurt ball that was before uh, Doug Dougie T? I, I erased him from my memory. Bought no, a fed yogurt and had them. Yeah, that ball from know. Oregon. Yo, who was oh, oh Chip? Oh Chip Kelly. Chip, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Chip was close. He was close. He was trying to do what you. Uh, he was trying oh, I to forgot he was uh, he was giving out smoothies and shit. I forgot about that smoothies yeah, and yogurt and yeah. kale salad. Yo, man, vegan my, my diet. Man, my man Chip walked in the door and was like, "Yo, who y'all best players? All right, y'all got rolls." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yo, exactly. yo, he y'all said, "Yo, I got I got to make room for Jeff Mail." Yo, he had two people on the roster <laughs> that played in the NFL for five at least five seasons that never would have gotten a look at yo. all. He had but, Jeff Mayer it like on this, the roster. If you played for Oregon, you went to Oregon, you know, you, yeah, you you're an Oregon Eagles. alum somehow, you yeah, bang with Chip. you on the Eagles. Because Chip just, his whole NFL tenure was basically just to get people from Oregon internships after after college. <laughs> High-paid interns yo, he held, after college. Yo, he so, held them down, yo. He yeah, held them loyal. down, my man. He's definitely loyal. But to your to your point with the trick plays, though, Jimmy, if you watch Chip Kelly, Chip wasn't doing nothing but side to side. He was he was getting pretty close to the to the all trick play uh, playbook. <laughs> Fast trick plays too. Quickest three and outs I've ever seen in my life happened those two seasons with Chip Kelly. Um, Skyview in the chat room said, "You know who I compare Tua to? Zaire Smith with the Sixers. Tua had a great throw at Alabama, like Zaire had one good acrobatic dunk in college." <laughs> Hey, who was who was that boy in Alabama? I ain't gonna he disrespect sure him was. Like that. Um, and I still think a lot of you know what ails Tua right now is literally what ails Tua right now: injury. So he's not yeah. getting the experience quick enough he got that he needs. Got I read all his numbers. His numbers aren't out bad. The his numbers aren't bad, but if you're you know Tua not available, right. I still think Alabama. I still think Alabama did Jason Hurts dirty. Like, but you know, Yo, too, you right? just did him dirty by calling him Jason. But I mean, what I call Jason? Jalen, my bad. My bad. My bad. Jimmy, my bad. Yo, I'm Jimmy is sitting here lobbying for Jason Hurts back and called him some old. My bad. I meant to say. I meant to say. I meant to say QB one, man. QB one. Yo, yo, you don't got to like, He's like, yo, Alabama straight up disrespected Jason Hurts. Yeah, Jason Hurts. For now, for now on, that's his name though. Jason, yo, Jason Hurts got done dirty at Alabama, yo. Yo, Yo Tua got I, him thrown I'm not out of front like he didn't. But my thing is, what they did, like and and like take you know replacing him in the championship game is definitely dirty. But what you replaced him for, you should have noticed that a long time ago. But you don't because you're Bama and you can beat people by sixty with me at quarterback. So they thought, you know, what I'm saying. Oh, we're good enough to just smack anybody. They got into that that game and realized, like, yo, this boy's hurting us right now because all he can do is what all we asked him to do since he's been here. 
and that's not going to work in the yeah. game. So they did what they had to do. But that but was I mean, dirty. I, it, I, mean I think I think it ended up playing dirty. itself out the way it should, though, because he went somewhere else and then, like, became a runner-up for the Heisman. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, so, I mean, it is what it is. And a third-round pick. But, but, you know. And a starter for a you know professional I mean? team. And Yo, the youngest fan, the youngest got fan right base pool because you write letters. Younger, youngest, quarter, youngest quarterback in Eagles history to go to the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shut up. Yo, he got, Stop talking he got about like Jason Hurts like right that. Yo, Yo, Jason, Jason Hurts. Listen, Jason's on the face. That's a fact. That's his new I'm name. Not, I'm not making that. Yo, no, Jason's no, no. Thing, no, he, he definitely, it def, all that you're saying is true. And, you know, everybody that's, that, that's been rooting for him the whole time, they're going to bring out every positive stat you could possibly get. So, I mean, we're about to talk about some of these Got too many can't throw. Super wild cards. Well, arm, well, <laughs> you know, arm's yeah. still weaker than Debs. Yo, this this is the NFL. <laughs> this is 2022 NFL, man. Quarterbacks don't have to throw no more. They don't have to be able to throw anymore. True. We can make offenses around whatever you can do and whatever you can't do and make you look good doing it. So, we had a situation here. Going into this playoff game, I think this playoff game is a win-win for Jason Hurts. <laughs> That's a new name now, by the way. So uh, people are gonna come <laughs> waiting, like yo, these dudes don't know what they're talking about. No, that's just a new name. Yeah, Jason goes so look, this thing, yo. let's go, Jason. The ball, Jason, is in a win-win situation, Jim, <laughs> because if the Eagles get their mouth stomped in on on Sunday. All people are going to say is, man, that's the defending champs. What, what, what do you expect to – because there's still people out there saying he's pretty much still a rookie quarterback. They're going to say that for, like, the first four years of his career. He, this is the defending champs. He's going against Tom Brady. Like, what is he supposed to do? But if he beats them – Tom Brady ain't defending his the passing attack. But if they, yeah, beat, but if they beat them, even – if they beat oh them, Jim, and, and B, even if he don't do a damn thing in the passing game, if they beat them – it's going to be Mike Vick beating uh, Green Bay. He went up to Green Bay and won a game. Like, Yo, one of our female, one of our female fans he, will he promise wins, herself he at his personal urinal. <laughs> Did he do that already? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if he win one, though, he's definitely, he's definitely getting the statue and the mural like, oh, yeah. next day. They're going to knock Doug and Nick Foles' statue down and replace that joint with um, yo, with him, man, he with say like all Tom the right Brady, man, on the, on the ground. <laughs> and yo, let it let it be a, let it be a game where like it's close and he leads him to the field goal to win. <laughs> you mean he said touchdown? He said to a field goal. Yeah, and, yeah, and he, he got, if he got and got in field goal range with a with a twelve yard scramble. <laughs> That's yeah, all she wrote. Yo, he even if he, ball, even yo. if he gets hurt and my man Garner Minshew comes in and wins the game, they're gonna give him credit. Jason Hurts. Oh, he's, a, he's the starter of record, so none of that matters. Yeah. None of that matters. Not, not, right, of, so not look, of Garner. Man. Not of Garner. If Garner, if Garner go off and win the bowl, they're going to write other bowl out of history. Ask other yeah. bowl. Just like that. Yeah, I'm about to say. <laughs> bowl, bowl is super bust now. The bowl, um, oh, yeah, he trash now. I, mean, I can't he, remember his he, name. He no I can't even call him Jason. I forgot his name. Yeah, he's Carson bowl now. Yeah, now that he went somewhere else who made the playoffs before him and they didn't make the playoffs with him, like nothing oh, he, he did in Philly ever happened except for the bad stuff. Oh, he garbage. Um, I mean, he, you know, when it, when it, when it, you know um, to be Austin's, uh, what's B. Austin's line? Um, clutch gene. Uh, he had an opportunity to show a clutch gene, and my man, like, you know, had some Campbell soup on the go, you know what I mean? 
No, I mean, so, but he, but the know. thing is, though, he actually did. You go back to the final four games of the season before Eagles fans he decided we were – before they oh, decided no, I'm talking we about, were dynasty I'm talking about level. The and you, you're not a lot – I know, I know. But what I'm telling you is he showed that clutch gene before he was even on the hot seat in Philly, before Philly fans decided – we were a dynasty-level franchise, and you're not allowed to have mediocre seasons here. He showed the hell out of a clutch G. No props for that. <laughs> now Yo, he's gone. more comfortable. Go I will, a, I will say this, and this is a higher level of analysis. I do think Boyle is more comfortable on a, on a team full of mutts and having to make plays than he is being just a playmaker in a more reserved role with the right talent. I think there's too much. I, I don't know, man, but why are we talking about him? He played for Indianapolis. I don't know. They're not even Never in the mind. playoffs. Super wild card weekend is upon us, and we got six games in three days. We got a Monday night football wild card game. Like, how, are, how do you get that game? Like, you have to feel special. You have to feel like there's some favoritism from the league if you get yourself a Monday night wild card game. You know what I'm upset about? My team – and not, and not, you know, not that my team doesn't deserve the worst slot of the weekend because the Eagles got the most regular slot of playoff weekend. They got a Sunday at 1 o'clock. That ain't no different than what they do every week. The reason I'm, like, weirded out about it is, yo, again, they're playing the defending champions with, by all accounts, the GOAT on the other side of the ball. How does Tom Brady and the Buccaneers get the most regular slot of the playoff weekend? And, and, and to a personal level, fellas, guess what the only game of the weekend I can't really watch in its entirety? The only game of the weekend. <laughs> that regular-ass 1 o'clock kickoff. Damn, a basketball damn. game that I have to coach because his coach is out of town at 1 o'clock on damn, Sunday. Cause. So Coach not only not only that I'm not there to watch it, home to watch it, like I can't even like pull out my phone and watch it while he's playing because I have to actually coach the game. <laughs> so it's, it's like out of all the time slots of the been week. Been there, there, been there are, done that, brother. There are six games. There are six games. And he has probably three Three basketball games this weekend. The only one that interferes with any of those uh, NFL games is is the one, the only game that I really need to watch. <laughs> this this is life. <laughs> now now I'll be understanding, uh, Jim, be Austin all them years. I got kids. <laughs> Your life is no longer yours. But um, yeah, but be Austin needs to bring that way. up for anything. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I was in the, that was his excuse for anything, though. Maybe like, be awesome. Be awesome. Why you pick up your kids? Because I got kids. Because I got kids. <laughs> I ain't picking up kids. F, F them kids. But no, it, it's 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 crazy. Um, not for the Eagles, but for Tom Brady and and the Buccaneers. Like, how they get this regular? Maybe Tom asked for it. Tom, like, I want my routine. If Tom Brady calls the league and says, I want my routine to be what it is every week then I can see. And now thinking about that, he might not even have to call them and say that. That might be the, the that might be the thought pattern behind this. Well he's Tom Brady, so we want him to have the exact same routine he has every single week. I'm going with that. I'm starting a conspiracy. 
theory, and that's what it is because I don't understand it. Um, so let's get into the games. The first game of the weekend uh, is 4.30 on Saturday. The 10-7 and 7 Raiders go to see the 10-7 and 7 high-powered Bengals. Uh, who y'all got in this one and why? Um, I'm going to go with the Bengals because uh, Joe Burrow and your young rookie receiver. Jamar Chase. <laughs> yo, Chase. Jamar oh, Chase, Chase is different, yo. Well, yeah, he's look, different. And, if, and the crazy part when, is, crazy mm-hmm. part is, when we first started the season, I was like, yo, boy can't catch. Yo, that's what everybody, yeah, yo, he, Jim. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think I told y'all the, the same dude that won the 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 fantasy Super Bowl for me was a dude that I picked in like the fifth round of our draft because the fact that they kept highlighting the fact that he was dropping all of these passes, nobody wanted to mess with him in the league. I'm like, I'll take a flyer on the rookie, and this dude is the sole reason that you know that five hundred dollars staying home this season. But um, shout out to him and shout out to everybody who who believed that hype. But but look, by Skyview's logic, how in the hell can the Raiders go out to Cincinnati and win without Aguilar? That's what I want to know. How is it possible? <laughs> no cam, <can>. Aguilar. <laughs> how, how is it even possible? Shout out to you, Skyview. Uh, what do you think, Skyview, since you are a Raiders fan? Give me your, your score of this game. What's the score of the game? Who's going to win? Um, B, who you got? Um, 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 um. I got Chase. <laughs> you ain't got the Bengals. You got Chase. Nephew, I think I, 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 I got the Bengals winning this, too. And Joe um, Burrow. Like I said, this is one of the more even matchups that you that you're gonna see in the the NFL playoffs. Um, shoot, their record even tells you that. Um, advantage to me is gonna go to the home team uh, out in the elements. It's gonna be a little colder than the Raiders like it. Uh, it's not like the Raiders. Well, they are they're coming from Oakland um, before Vegas. I was about to say it's not like they're used to playing in these elements. Oakland is not the warmest place in the world, but it's still not Cincinnati in January. You know what I'm saying? So I think that might play um, a role in everything. And right now, man, this young quarterback, Joe Burrow, is he's rolling, man, and I believe in him right now. So for at least one more week, I got the Bengals as well. And we also have um, let me check. Uh, Skyview said 34-24 Raiders. Um, he said he's going with the Raiders because they lost the first game against them, but they weren't impressive. See, that's one of those things. Like, I'm a little superstitious in that, too. Not really one game, though. Like, most of the time, when you're in the same division, which these teams are not, and one team sweeps the regular season, like you beat somebody twice, I think it's very hard to beat a team a third time. I don't think that's necessarily the case a second time. And And the fact that like like Skyview said, it wasn't that impressive to him the first time. That might be why I think the Bengals might be able to beat him again because they're playing on a different level than they were, you know, at that point in the season. So 
Um, I'm going to take the Bengals on this one. Uh, the second game of the weekend is another Saturday tilt, 8.15 p.m. Eastern time. You got the 10-7 and 7 Patriots, Billy B back in the playoffs versus the division rival 11-6 and 6 Buffalo Bills. Who y'all got in this one? Yo, I'm going with the Patriots, yo. And I know, I know, um, it's gonna be an uphill battle. But yo, I feel like, I feel like at this point, man, yo, y'all be disrespecting uh, Coach Belichick, man. Like, dude, Shady was on there disrespecting him. Shout out to Shady oh McCoy, oh disrespecting shit out of Bill. Yo, crazy people work. be on Tom yo, Brady. Yo, yo, like Bill B ain't build that robot. He like, gave Bill Belichick crazy yo. work. Yo, Shady will never be any older than 23 years old. <laughs> and I true. can tell based yeah, on <laughs> Yo, if you, if you watch this podcast that me and Jim watched earlier today, that ain't, you ain't said nothing but the truth. Boy, it's <laughs> yeah, yo, funny, yo, yo. I see him on the episode of uh, I Am Athlete. Yo, Shady is out there yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheek. I'm halfway, I'm halfway yeah. through. I'm halfway through. Yeah, um, he, uh, he gave I'm Tom going with Brady, Belichick. He gave Tom Brady about 45 Blumpkin. Yeah, he ate the gun. Um, I'm going with. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going with Bella. <laughs> I'm going with Belichick. I, I salute to Mac Jones. I believe in Josh Allen as a QB. I think Josh Allen is going to be something spectacular in years to come. But I'm not going to be disrespecting Bill Belichick, man. I'm not. Yo, I don't want to oh, pick so Buffalo because I'm watching this Rick James documentary on in, it's in Buffalo and it, they're doing kind of hard. But, yo, I feel like Belichick, man, obviously did, it's not just Shady. I'm not talking about just him. Like, yo, y'all, y'all online, everybody just be disrespecting the boy, man. Like, the boy ain't do what the boy did, man. Like, so I feel like, yo, this is Mac Jones. Mac, Mac Jones is about to be that dude, man. Like, I hate to see it because I want to see the Patriots fail, but. Now I kind of don't just because of, like, you know, the Tom Brady, uh, you know, as my brother so eloquently said, y'all be eating his gun. So now y'all kind of making me root for the Patriots, which I really don't want to do. Yo, fans, coaches, GMs, players, media members, they be on time. They give, they give balls. The Royal Penis is clean, your highness. No hands. <laughs> no, no hands. All Yo, fit. It's funny thing, disgusting. like y'all said, like millions of times throughout this 12 years like sometimes i hate the fact that we've known each other so long and on a lot of things we think the same way because when when i gave y'all the floor i really didn't expect everybody to be like yeah i'm gonna take the patriots on this one i'm gonna take the patriots as well and bill belichick is the primary reason for doing so i think now, and as, as much I think as as much as the Bills have improved, as as high um, in regards as I hold Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, you know, and everything, even the coach, everything that they're doing over there, this is Bill Belichick's time to shine. This is one of those moments where you know he's gonna have a week to plan for you, and there's something important on that Buffalo Bills offense that he's gonna take away. And it's going to frustrate the hell out of them, and they're going to end up winning this game. Um, uh, we talk about elements here. Both of these, they play in the same type of elements, so that's not going to be an issue. It, it's, I mean, it, it's not going to be an issue as far as an advantage. All of these dudes are still human beings, so all of them are going to be out there feeling the fact that it's supposed to 
feel like it's negative eight at kickoff for this game. Um, so that's going to be crazy to watch. But Bill Belichick is going to take something away that, that's bread and butter to the Buffalo Bills, and they're going to walk out of there with a win. So we all agree on that one. Um, I think we all agreed on the Bengals over the Raiders as well. Let's go to Sunday. Let's go to 1 o'clock. Let's go to uh, Tampa when the 9-8 and eight Philadelphia Eagles uh, go against the defending champs and 13-4 and four Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I will tell you all this before I you know, make my pick. I will tell you if there was a matchup that could be favorable to the Philadelphia Eagles in these playoffs, I think this is the one. By no means am I saying the Eagles are a better team than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm not even saying that they're going to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I'm thinking of anybody in this playoff field that they'd have an opportunity against when you look at the matchup, even when you look at the circumstances, Tampa being a little banked up. um, I think this is the one um, second maybe being the Cardinals, but I think like with the way – their quarterback couldn't couldn't run the ball and extend things and get first downs even when their backs are pressed against the wall. I don't think that matchup would be as favorable as them playing their best game against a sitting duck Tom Brady if the front four was able to shine like they have in some portions of this season. Um, with all that being said, I'm still going to go with, with Tampa on this one because – even if this game is close, we know Tom Brady and his, you know, he's going to pull out his, his rabbit foot, his four-leaf clover, and find a way um, towards the end of the game. Uh, who y'all got in this one? I'm going with Jason. You going with Jason Hurts? Jason likes the Irony Brothers, man. So that's that's I think my this guy is a great now, matchup man. for the Eagles, though. Like, this is not one of those things where I'm shocked if they win the game. I think it's a very good match. No, it's not a it's not a, it's not a shoe-in. Um, I, I would I think, be shocked I think, because – I think the Cowboys would murder the Eagles. I think yeah. <laughs> I think the 49ers would give the Eagles a lot of their own medicine on the ground. I think yes. the Rams would obliterate the Eagles. I think the Cardinals, like I just told you all about, you know, their quarterback bringing that extra dimension – would do that to the Eagles. I think the Buccaneers are their best shot to advance. And even if they do beat the Yo, Buccaneers, beat up. And that's, a, that's where, really, that's where it really stops. Yeah. They're really Yo. beat up, though. Like, they're yeah. really I'm beat a, up. Um, I'm going to say, gone. I'm gonna say something. Godwin's they got, gone. They got all second fingers in Brady. <laughs> I'm going uh, to say something interesting that y'all may, y'all may not have been aware of. But did you know, statistically speaking, and this is not the idiot statistic, i.e. interceptions that I'm fooled by sometimes as well, so don't feel bad, idiots. But by passer rating, <laughs> did you know that big play, big play Slay is like top three in the league as a cornerback? Um, yeah. I do. Like, Somebody, I, but it might have been you. You might have sent, sent me I sent, the yeah, data I said on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big yeah, Play I saw, Slay I saw it on the main. Big yeah. Play Slay is like number one on or the two. And it's funny because he doesn't make any big plays because they ain't throwing the ball at him. Um, yeah. I mean, but, he's made a few. He's made a few. This he's made a, yeah, he's made, he's made a couple. Yeah. 
I I like that putting him on whoever their number one is, which I guess would be Mike Evans. Mike I Evans like with the hamstring, issue. with the hamstring issue. He hurt. He hurt. Y'all know that lingers. But for some reason, I mean, he's not a fast twitch guy. Years, so he shouldn't react. Throughout, throughout 20, 25 years of my life, tight ends tend to come to Philadelphia Yo, or when we play them. No matter what the our era. Our linebackers. <laughs> no matter against, what the we playing, era. We're we playing against the greatest. We're playing against the GOAT tight end. So, oh, Gronk's getting means. his. No matter what, Gronk is getting his. No matter what, Gronk um, is getting his. So I got the Bucks, man. I said all that just to say, I got the Bucks. Tom Brady. It hurts me to say this, um, but as you said, it's a win-win for Jason, man. It's a win-win for me. Yeah, if they, I keep saying he, but if they pull this off, it's all him. It don't even matter. All right, so it don't even matter if he plays or not. Four thirty on Sunday, which would be a great time for me if this is the time the Eagles and Buccaneers kicked off and we flex it. Um, four thirty, you got the ten and seven San Francisco Forty ers going to see the twelve and five Dallas Cowboys. This game is going to be on CBS, Paramount, Nickelodeon, Amazon Prime Video. This is like the one of the day, and Hey, people can keep arguing popularity and the quote-unquote America's teamness of the Dallas Cowboys, but it, it gets proven week in and week out with the NFL and their scheduling. So, yeah, I, I don't know why y'all keep arguing about that. And my whole thing with the Cowboys this season was like, okay, they really couldn't beat anybody who had a record over 500. Um, I don't – I think – they didn't end the season not beating anybody in that category, but they had a lot of trouble. So I fully expected the Cowboys to go into week one and choke, but I think they got the right draw for themselves with the 49ers, even though the 49ers can do a lot to keep the ball out of Dak and that offense's hand, you know, by, by controlling it on the ground. But as much as I believe the Cowboys are going to go into the playoffs and choke in the first round, I'm picking them to beat the 49ers on Sunday afternoon. Who y'all got? Uh, my, sheer nature, my sheer nature of the hate that I have, the hate you give, I have to go with the Niners. Come on, Debo. I mean, I'm rooting for the Niners, yeah. no doubt. But that's, that's exactly Dak and exactly them have been struggling lately. But the Eagles playing their second and third stringers might have, you know, might have pulled that string for them. So now they they might be mm-hmm. about to roll and get back to what they were doing early in the season. Um, that's the one thing. The Eagles are looking out for themselves and injuries, but they might have sent the Cowboys into the playoffs with some momentum, you know, giving mm-hmm. giving up the the goods and like fifty points. <laughs> Last weekend, so yeah, they they let them get some back right, get get like their their confidence back. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm going with the Cowboys. Yeah, um, how you gonna disrespect right, so... Debo? Because <laughs> Debo sometimes be all they got. All right, eight fifteen p.m. Eastern time on Sunday night. Uh, you got 
the 9-7-1 Steelers who just eked into the playoffs, going against the 12-5 Chiefs in what could likely be Big Ben's final game. Y'all think uh, the Steelers and Big Ben can rise to the occasion, or you think Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs are sending ball home for good? Yo, who's a who's the Chiefs backup quarterback? <laughs> um, who is the Chiefs? Man, I know that because I just he'll be uh, I, he'll be in the game he'll be in the game midway through the third quarter. <laughs> <laughs> um, damn, why is it Cat Henny? Chad Henney, ain't is it Chad yeah, Henney? Chad Henney's there back up. Yeah, Chad Henney like 40, years old. He about he about Brady's age, but uh, yeah, no, Chad mediocre, mediocre, yo, mediocre white quarterback be running the bag up. They be in the league like fifteen years. I don't know. It might not be. I'm trying. Is it Chad Henney? Somebody help me out. Kev, help me out. Skyview. I think it's Chase. Is Chad Henney the Chiefs back up? Chase. No, I think it's Chase Daniel. It's not Chase Daniels. Whoever he it got is. a job somewhere. Chase Daniels keep a job. Whoever it is, <laughs> Chase Daniels, he's, he's, he's Chase the Daniels definition. Best backup quarterback in the league, and nobody's ever seen him play. Chase Daniels <laughs> is everything that uh, Jimmy was just talking about. Everything. Yeah, said um, Chad Henney. Chad Henney. Yo, my man Mahomes gonna throw for uh, four touchdowns in the first half. And it isn't even going to be about him throwing for four touchdowns. It's going to be about Pittsburgh turning the ball over three times in the first half in their half of the field, and they're just going to make it easy because Ben, yo, Ben can't throw over 12 yards with any velocity. Skyview, Skyview said uh, 33-28 Eagles upset and 42-41 Cowboys. Um, that's what's up. I don't know where the Eagles are going to pull 33 points from, nor – the 49ers <laughs> pulling 41. Can't score. But, hey, anything, anything, he anything is possible. <laughs> KG say anything is possible. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm I'm going with the Chiefs on this one. Is there any, you know, is there any reason for us to – Jimmy? Nah, you, nah. Chase, Chase Claypool? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, the Monday night slot, uh, 8.15 on Monday night, ESPN, ABC, ESPN2, ESPN+, Plus, ESPN Deportes. You see another division rival matchup, 11-6 Cardinals versus the 12-5 Los Angeles Rams. Uh, who y'all got in this one? Mm. It's nut-cutting time. Because, you know, people still out yeah, there saying, right oh, they one. went and got Yo, Stafford, but Stafford ain't nothing in the big game. You know, I didn't see too many big games in Detroit. Yo, and I really didn't see yeah, too many Stafford. of them that were his fault. Yo, this is, if Stafford does not win this game, if I don't care if he throws for 1,000 yards yeah, I'm taking and around. seven touchdowns. <laughs> if he don't win this game, he will never hear the end of it for the rest of his life. I hope for his sake that OBJ <laughs> and the White Bull Cooper Cup go for a hundred a buck fifty apiece, touchdowns apiece. That's what I hope for. I, I do want to see the Rams advance. That being said, I'm going with the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah. Yo. <I> want... <laughs> Yo. Yo, I wanna I wanna probably wants to pick the Cardinals. Kyler that bull Kyler that bull. The coach's crib. The coach's crib maybe want to pick the Cardinals because his crib will fly. But 
Rams. Yeah, um, man, y'all don't know about the, the young boy the, Kyler, the, man. I'm the telling point you. that you were making, I, you know, the the expectations or, or, or what they're requiring from Matthew Stafford this season. I'm talking about the fans. Impossible expectations because it's like if the Rams don't win the Super Bowl, then Stafford, you know, is trash. a bum. Is a bum. I mean, trading for they, they loaded the they loaded that squad up, doggy. They got. On both Dream sides team. Of the ball, they, they spent some chicken. Dream team. Dream yeah, team. they definitely Listen, do. This is nut cutting time for the Rams and for Matthew Stafford. This is what they went and grabbed all that dream team talent for. Um, it's, it's, it's time to put up a shut up. And I think at least in this first round, I think they're going to put up. Uh, the Cardinals, um, they definitely haven't been in the latter part of the season what they were in the beginning of the season. Um, I think they may have shot their load already. So, uh, I'm going to go with the Rams on this one. So that is your super wild card weekend, all six games. Um, We'll see how it all plays out, man. All right, so stat of the week, man. Stat of the week is a crazy one. I actually have two stats of the week for y'all, but the first one is real crazy, Um, especially as it'll be crazy for Skyview as a Raiders fan and even crazier for you, B. Austin, as an Eagles fan. Former Raiders wide receiver Henry Ruggs finished the season with more yards, 469 of them, than Eagles' former first-round pick Jalen Rager finished the season with 299 yards. Remember, Henry Ruggs went to jail in week eight. <laughs> Yo, Bo went to jail in week eight and, had, and finished the season with more yards than first-round pick Jalen Rager. Uh, what is that? Does that what, who does that tell you the most about? Does that tell you more about Jalen, more about Henry, or what he, maybe what he was before he left? Does it tell you about Philly? Yo, does it tell you about you, Howie Roseman and picking players? Does it tell you about coaching in Philly? Does it tell you about the quarterback? Like, what does yo, that tell you? This is crazy. Go ahead. Yo, Rubs was Rubs was struggling when he went to jail. Like, he wasn't having his best season. He was struggling actually. Damn. So. What's that saying? Yeah, Jimmy, just, Jimmy just kicked more dirt in Jalen Rager's face. <laughs> yo, yo, what's no, the, real what's talk. Jalen Rager looks bad at everything he does right now. And I'm one of those people, like, yeah, fun, I, preach, I, I preach patience all the time. I always, I'm throwing it in Philly's face, Philly fans' face that, you know, they're always the hindsight geniuses because on draft night, when y'all sat up there and let Mel Kuyper and, and them uh, convince y'all, that though Justin Jefferson was going to make the the best impact early, this guy Rager had the highest ceiling. So just give it some time. Y'all believe that because all y'all went and was was buttering your bread with that. That was the go to statement from all these Philly fans. And then when when Ish hit the fan, everybody, I told y'all we should have got Jefferson. Like yo, come on man, no you didn't. No y'all didn't. No, you didn't. But I I preach patience. But at this point. It seems like everything this dude does looks bad. He was a great punt returner in college. He looks like one of the worst punt returners in the league right now. Yo, look like Bob. Yo, Yo they do trick plays with just a rushing play. Yo, his trick plays, reverses, all that. He never gets yardage on that stuff. My cousin and I, uh, shout out to Mike, we were talking the other day, like, yo, he looks slow as hell with the ball in his hand for some reason. We both acknowledge, you know, back in he the day. gets open, 
He gets open that, on deep yo, balls. Back in the day, right? but the quarterback can't get him the yo, ball, back. so you can't shine on the only thing that it looks like you're doing well. You can't shine on that because the quarterback can't do that. But everything yo, Quez else, Watkins, dude, Quez Watkins is terrible. what they thought Boyd would be. Quez Watkins. Hold on, real quick though. Yo, yo, back in the day, um, I used to uh, collect football cards when I was a young boy, young kid, and uh, shot the uh, shot the Eric Solomon from uh, IVB. He used to he used to <laughs> love the Rams. Uh huh. So, I remember that. so I used to always get like the I used to like to get the Rams cards and try to trade him like Rams cards. And I had like multiple Flipper Anderson cards. Flipper Anderson was one of the most underrated dudes like to ever play football. But you know, so I, I, I think I got over on him with the Flipper Anderson card. I feel like to say this: one year, I watched the game, and Flipper Anderson had like three hundred and like thirty something yards receiving in one game. Yo, mm-hmm. and that was at a time when they didn't pass the ball the way they pass the ball now. And they like might have only been playing game. fourteen. They might have been only playing fourteen games. So nah. he had three hundred playing the Eagles. in one game. Probably against Isaiah Jenkins. Because right? I do remember I Flipper that, busting the Eagles' ass at some point. I say all that to say this: he had more yards in that one game than Boyd got in the um eighteen <laughs> games in his career. In his career. In his Yo. Career. Jimmy just reminded me there was an extra game this season, dog. There was seventeen. That's seventeen to get it right, nigga. He got two hundred ninety-nine yards in seventeen game season. Yo, twenty-two games. He got two hundred ninety-nine. Yo, listen, Flipper Anderson got more than that one game, yo. I think, and I think he played. Must did that too. Yo, he plays. He He played in all seventeen games too. He be on the field. He played in all. He didn't get hurt. It was no excuse. Like the first, like last year, you know, he he missed some time. You could give him the the excuse. He he he's slow to get into the mix. He missed some games. Man, this dude played all seventeen. All right, all right. We'll see. Yeah, he gave that, no, that's he gave one. No work. <laughs> None whatsoever. Um, My man so, is so Another stat of the week, and, and Jimmy, you, you just kind of touched on the, how football has changed. Like, Flipper did that in a time when passing wasn't even as prevalent unless you played for the Miami Dolphins. Um, Troy Aikman threw 188 touchdown passes in his entire Hall of Fame career. That counts regular season and postseason for a three-time Super Bowl champion. Yo, Tom Brady has thrown 188 touchdown passes since he's turned 40. (laughs) He's he's tied Troy Aikman's career touchdown pass mark since he's turned 40. Damn. (laughs) Come on, man. I mean, it definitely definitely gets into, you know, what the league is now as far as how much – the passing game is is relied upon, even down on the goal line. It's uh, man, I think I might see, and this is a Palmer stat here. I definitely think I might see more passing at the goal line, more shotgun formations at the goal line. You know, than you see power. somebody just giving it to no a big back, set. trying to yeah, like this. This is what the game Yo, is. Now. It's crazy. It's crazy how the game has changed. When I was a young boy, right. it was only like three teams in the in the league who actually had shotgun formation. Like, and now, right. even you thought that was like some... shotgun. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There's not a lot of running backs, like, getting that five yards of, of, of steam before they get the ball and hit the hole. Now it's 
yo, I'm back here with you. I'm just going to turn around and hand it to yo, you. We, and we, you grew, we, grew up, from here. we grew up when cats used to get in the eye formation. Eye formation. Yo, but you know what was remember remember with, with, with the Detroit Lions and, and the Houston Oilers, the run and shoot. Run and like shoot some, run and shoot. It was like some revolutionary thing. Like they were different than everybody else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they had a single back, four wide receivers and shotgun all the time. They was getting it in. Now like Yo, remember yo, every remember that's every crazy day. formations that um that uh my man uh, Bill Walsh used to come out with the crazy formations like mm-hmm. yo uh what's the joint they called the three running backs he ran that a couple times the wishbone the wishbone yeah he yo he used to, run, he used to run the wishbone every once in a while yo wishbone. matter of fact Oklahoma used to run the wishbone every play yo when yeah, last time y'all saw when last time y'all saw a pro set <laughs> yo last, last time I saw one was Tech Mobile. <laughs> Shout out to the Raiders. Yeah, man. All right, so um, now, I damn near don't remember what the pro set was. <laughs> Yo, it's mo- it's so basic. It's two running backs split apart. Two running backs, yeah, spread. two wide receivers, right. tight end. Yeah, tight end. Now, now, full, like it's like one team in the league that even got a fullback. Shout out to the Niners. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's different. No, days, the uh, the the, the uh. The Ravens have one. He's three hundred and some pounds. He athletic as I don't know what to. Oh, yeah, bull freak. Yeah. That bull any any got two position. He a two way player. He played defensive tackle as well. Yo. <laughs> I don't know if y'all know that. Put that bull up. Yeah. 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 How do you play defensive tackle? Fullback. How do you play D tackle and fullback? Yo, you're a walking TTE. Like you literally get hit on your head every play. Every play. Every That's play. what he's for. He can catch. He can. He can catch. My man's out there, 302 pounds, trying to put the wiggle on cast. It usually don't work, but even for him to try that, I, I salute his athleticism. Wow. All right, so um, <laughs> our quote of the week before we uh, go to the phone line real quick. Our quote of the week, I assure you I will kick Jake Paul's ass. I want the winner take all. When I fight him, winner takes all the money. Jake Paul is garbage. I'm going to knock him out. And that's a quote from Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Um, how's his career going? Because, you know, this, this is a little different. Like, you got actual real boxers who aren't retired calling this dude out now. Usually, like we said, you don't call Jake Paul out until, you know, the bankruptcy police <laughs> come to your house and you need a, pay, you need a paycheck. Um, he probably still needs a paycheck. But he's still an active fighter. Um, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., um, not as active as his dad was, but he has a lot of fights um, under his belt as well. I mean, I mean, he has 61 fights. His current his record is 53 um, wins, six losses, 34 wins by knockout. But he's saying if he fought Jake Paul, he's gonna knock him the f out. Uh, anything on this? Uh, quarter of the week before we move on. Somebody check uh, that man out. I remember see what his money nothing, looking like. Nothing to see here. <laughs> Yo, remember it was a time period where every boxer Let me check his um, net worth. from like you know, every boxer from like super feather bantamweight all the way up to like super duper heavyweight used to call it like Oscar De La Hoya because he was an easy paycheck. Paycheck. Like, yeah. At least at least Oscar had at least Oscar had hands. Like you know, now they call oh, a dude that's yeah. not even a real boxer. This isn't cra- this right. is crazy. How about I say, I want to correct that for anybody out there who's seeing, you know, hearing what Jimmy said the wrong way. 
Not easy as in you're going to go in the ring and beat Oscar and get that money. But I think he was an easy paycheck because Oscar took on all comers. Like, if if, if I called Oscar, shoot, even right now, because he's trying to make a comeback at 40-something. If I called right now, like, look, my fighter, Jimmy, the blueprint, he want to rumble you in a couple of weeks. Oscar's going to take the fight. He ain't going to do no research. He's going to take the fight. And because of who he was at that time in the sport, you were going to pretty much get your biggest payday off of Oscar. So, yeah, he definitely was an yeah. easy, easy payday. Now, yeah, but, but everybody used to real call fighters him out. start calling this like, dude dog, out, like, he's going to be an easy payday. Why are you calling that Oscar? <laughs> they like, I don't care. I don't care. Oscar will, Yo, Oscar how, will meet me but somewhere how did, and fight how me. Did this, how did this jabroni become that? That's crazy. Like, I think this says more, and there's no disrespecting because I ain't mad at him. My man is out here getting his hustle on. Like you doing what you're supposed to do, but what does it say about the actual sport? The sweet, the sweet science. Like what, what, what yeah. does it say about that? No, because it, it, it's it's saying terrible things we've because that's to, the thing. Uh, first, first it was this celebrity with, boxing thing. Now you have actual active fighters calling dude out. And I just looked up Chavez Jr.'s net worth. He's a fighter with 61 fights under his belt and is only worth four million dollars. So I understand. I understand. <laughs> yeah, his pot, his pot had like sixty-one bouts in like three weeks. Right. <laughs> I mean, not he's not joking. <laughs> he's not joking. No, his pot used to rumble like yo, his joke. pot used to rumble like a mug. Yo, how many fights his pot got total? His pot used to like really like it's it's a, it's a number work. it's a number that'll scare you. Like you'll laugh when you see the number at first, but then you you get scared for him. Pop for it every two weeks, like like he had to pay Fica. Yeah, yeah. Julio Cesar Chavez Senior. <laughs> had 107 wins, six losses, two draws, and 86 knockouts. <laughs> yo, he had, yo, the dude, I'm doing my math correctly, 107 and six, that's 113, two draws, 115 fights. And this is just professional. This ain't amateur, golden gloves. Rumbling out in the street like Kimbo Slice. Can you imagine how many times this dude's been hit in the head Dog. in his life? Yo, wait, the thing about fighting is, like, yo. And he was one of the like, greatest, too. I might not have been in 10 fights my entire life. Like, we really, really think about, like, real, real right. fights. Like, I, ain't stuff with your, I ain't talking about stuff with your cousins and stuff. I'm talking about, like, real, real fights. My man you ain't talking about, you know, you rolled fights. on in there because you ain't get hit. Oh, my bad. Yeah, I, I about, my man had over 100 <laughs> professional fights, like 100 professional fights. 115 Yo, professional that, fights. That means that if folks out there that he actually rumbled, that he doesn't remember, that might see him like in the mall or something, and he's like, oh, yeah, we did fight. Like, there's no way he can remember all 115 folks. No, because he got CTE. He can't remember the first 12 or the last 12. He definitely don't remember the last 12 because he probably was already fighting with CTE, but. Yeah, man. And and I, Jimmy was not exaggerating. If y'all go look at his record, man, dude was fighting like every three weeks <laughs> when he was uh <laughs> when he first got he in the game. Put, he had to put food on his family, yo. I'm afraid <laughs> yeah. to see his uh his uh amateur record. He probably had a hundred amateur fights before he jumped in the oh come on man. No, Mexico man. Think he, about all the fight from the door. Yo, and all the sparring all the sparring. My man is literally like, yo, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, 115 bouts. And I got I to gotta click R. to R. a R. second R. page to look at all of them. 
All right, so why y'all think we playing? This boy had a fight on February 5th, 1980. His next fight was March 3rd, 1980. His next fight was April 8th, 1980. His next fight was May 20th, 1980. His next fight was July 18th, 1980. Man, I'm going to just go count because I'm not finished 1980. Look, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. He had 10 fights in 1980. There was only two months of the year that he did not fight in 1980. Come on, man. That is crazy. I know he's playing. Boy was fighting every three weeks, for real. Look. He never left the gym. Yo. February 5th, remember February is the shortest month of the year. February 5th to March 3rd, I mean, that's not a, that's not a month by regular month standards, but that's not even close to yeah. a month by February standards. <laughs> What's wrong with Paul? Yeah. He never left the gym, y'all. Put food on his face. All right, shout out to him, man. 115 bouts. I, I would not want to try to hold a conversation with, with Julio Cesar Chavez right now. Scotty <laughs> said, I remember my first fight. Elmer Miller said he was going to meet me after school. He was a fifth grader. I was in the fourth. He said, I was scared as ish, but I whooped his ass. <laughs> yes, God, that's, Yo, that's, how, cause you was, that, that's what it yo. was. That's fear. That's fear. How many of y'all seen the movie Three O'Clock High? That was my movie. You and me are going to fight at three o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Look that up. Yo. What's crazy, right. man, yo, it's crazy okay. is Jake, Jake, Jake Paul, whatever the Paul boy is, he probably out-earned Julio Cesar Chavez already in the mall for 115 times. And bought him for and twice, that's and none crazy. of them was like real fights. All right, before we talk about what happened, I was, uh, I was quiet because I was doing some research, and oh, I right. cannot confirm this. Julio Cesar Chavez fought 90 amateur bouts. That's almost another dream. Yeah, this bought him for two hundred fights, man. He over two hundred. And I and I say I can't confirm that because the majority of them was in Mexico, so that right. ninety could so, be more like. I mean, it might be more. How about <laughs> it yeah. could be more? Yo, all right, man. Let's go to the phone lines, man. Um, which one of y'all brothers are going to console um, <laughs> um, Tobias? Roll damn tie got rolled last <laughs> Monday night. <laughs> Yeah, what's going on, Tobias? You all right, man? Hey. You over that yet? Oh, I am good. That just shows my, out, how man. special my hey. That just shows how special my quarterback is that he won a Heisman despite Bill O'Brien being as offensive coordinator. Man, uh, shout out to your quarterback because I found out this week that he was born in Philadelphia. So I'm mean, he my quarterback too, man. Shout out to Bryce. Hey, Young, man. man, he got all he got, right, he lived man got rolled up lived in until he was like two. But shout out to him, man. He a Philadelphian. His dumb, his dumb ass got rolled up in the pack a couple of days ago. Hey, all I got to say is that uh, after Jameson Williams went out, the rest of the Bama receivers couldn't catch COVID at a Trump rally. But, uh, you know, uh, but nah, shout so, yo, out to Georgia. You, they won, a, they won their first title since I ran Contra. Good looking, hey, congratulations, Georgia. This dude, Tobias, his sports fandom is on a run like no other. Of course you good. You done won enough championships in the last year hey. or two. Hey. Like you, like you, because, is, you don't suffer like Philadelphia fans. You're not like almost. Like that's why we party like it was 
1999 <laughs> when the Eagles won that damn Super Bowl, man. Like, come on, man. We are always yeah. the runner-up if we do, you know, our, if we are good enough to make it that far. We always fall short. You didn't have yeah, – uh, <laughs> You didn't have – It was Georgia. The Dodgers it was Georgia. It won was... a title. Alabama wins every goddamn year. The Tamp- the Buccaneers won. Like, you, you good, man. You straight. And the Bulls are making probably, the playoff. Probably, and the Bulls are going to the playoffs, again man. in my life. You good. Hey, <laughs> but, you know, uh, well, it was Georgia's year. But the funny thing is, now, now you're hearing a hot take, you don't need a great quarterback to win the Titans. Like, you know, that was a historic team, the best Georgia team ever, and everybody's a bunch of seniors. Uh, <laughs> you know, it wasn't like he lit Alabama up now. Uh, I'm like, be like careful trying to get the average QB. Huh? I mean, tell you the truth, I fell asleep on the game a couple times. Hey, yeah, hey, don't worry. I wish I fell asleep. But, uh, <laughs> but, but you know, but, you know, me, I was kind of down on them. And I hope Bill O'Brien get this Jacksonville Jaguars job. I, I, I sent them a letter of recommendation to one Jaguar place, by the way. Uh, you know, it's telling how they insult the virtues of Bill O'Brien. But uh, it just shows us that uh, – and, like, the reason I've been all in on Bryce Young is that he didn't have what Tua and Mac Jones had, especially Tua, where, like, you had those great receivers, the offensive line was on point. They both had the great running backs. He was still making – Bryce was still making a half despite the right side of the line being trashed. Uh, injuries at the wideouts, had a bunch of freshmen, still threw a three-something in the quarter game. So, I really like what yeah. – he was getting hit. He was putting dimes out there. I give him credit on that, but – Hey, Georgia's a better team that night. They won the title in, you know. You got a, and, you got a and, chance and, to be and, a and two-time Heisman winner. Yeah, and Georgia won't win the title again until Haley's coming comes back. But anyway, hey. Uh, <laughs> but, what your Buccaneers going to do no matter. Uh, this Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern time against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles? Here's a, here's a strategy thing, right? The Buccaneers should complicate things. Yeah, because the Bucs have uh, – a lot of injuries on the defensive. And Levante Davis, their best linebacker, he's been messed up. Shaq Barrett, JPT, they've been hurt. And so it looks like those injuries hurt them against defending the run. But if I'm the Bucks, I'm playing zone and make Jalen Hurts play quarterback. And, uh, because I know a lot of people like him, not not you guys. You like the only rational Eagles fans I know, y'all and Hank. Uh, but – Jalen Hurts is one of those RPO quarterbacks. The same with Tua, where if that one read is gone, they're done. And, uh, and Jalen Hurts does not throw with anticipation. He doesn't throw anybody open. He's not going to make a tight window throw. So, so he's going to do so much there. I think the Bucs are going to win, but I think the Eagles still may cover because of all the injuries the Bucs had. And we got a guy wrapping the song called Pitlock, not Alice, whatever the hell that means. Yeah, I noticed he didn't. He didn't say the Eagles were gonna win. He said the Eagles were gonna cover. <laughs> he said they might cover. Like, hey, you know what I mean? Because you, you know Jalen Hurts is good for that backdoor cover. Hey, I know one thing. Jalen Hurts, when they talk about the RPO option or the or the QB keeper or that read option, he's like your boy Phoenix single state property. Only I can eat. You know that's oh, him. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Jalen, that dude. Once they get if they get a if they get a play. That gives them a first and goal inside the seven yard line. Yo, most of the time that first play, he's gonna he's gonna keep he's gonna keep on mm-hmm. the on the run pass option. 
Maybe if he doesn't score, then somebody else will see it then. But he's always going to try his hand at it first. He's vultured a yep. lot of touchdowns from the running backs <laughs> this season. And that's the kind of things people fall for, though, because they're, they're out here bragging about total touchdowns and stuff like this. Um, when somebody like Miles Sanders, as much as he's doing per carry, dude had zero touchdowns this season because once they get down there, <laughs> it's either one way or another. Jalen's going to try to go first, and he might score and vulture the touchdown, or he, hand, he, you know, he goes through with the handoff. If you don't score on that first try, that's the only try you're going to get. Because, you know, okay, you, you're not going to score on first down, then I got to I gotta take this into my own hand. So. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and what happens is it's like, I know y'all talking about Brady and so how does he invite him. And like I said, I'm a fan of the team, of course, but I'm like, they act like he made the security team check people better or something. He made the metal detectors work better. Uh, you know, the ice cream's colder. I don't know. The beer's colder. I don't know. But it's just crazy how they deify the guy. And it's like, it's it's like, it's not just him, you know, oh, but they make it like it was just him. And I remember, remember that Super Bowl where, I think it was Malcolm Butler, that was his name, got that interception mm-hmm. on Russell Wilson. And they right. said after that, now Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback ever. This dude got the pick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I tell you this, man, and we've said this before. I mean, there's no disrespect to Grady. I mean, Brady, he is what he is. Like, he's that dude, but he's definitely, if if no other title, he's definitely the luckiest quarterback. We've seen his teams get out of situations, like you said, with the Malcolm Butler thing, where he really had nothing to do with that particular circumstance, but it happens for him all the time. Like, if Brady needs his defense to get the ball back for him, somehow the defense is going to get the ball back for him. If if all the other team needs to do is salt the game away and run the ball and get a first down, somebody's going to fumble. <laughs> Brady's the luckiest dude on earth, man. It's yeah, because they, they keep all belt check ain't nothing. That Michael Butler play, if people ain't watched the Art of Coach on HBO with Saban and Belichick, they show Belichick coaching that play. Before the Super Bowl. And guess what happened? The play worked. But somehow Bill Belichick's an idiot. And I'm like, he's not. And look at what they're doing this year. And he still did a good coaching job last year because the way Cam Newton threw the ball is equivalent to skipping a rock on a lake. Uh, the way Cam was throwing the ball. It still got seven and nine. And so I just think quarterbacks don't make coaches. It's both. And they say, oh, Brady, lead, he's busting out. I was like, that's how you know people don't understand leadership. You have to I mean, learn I'm, how to lead. Mm-hmm. I mean, they definitely and, grew together, but, I, you know, Belichick was farther along in his growth with the experience that he had, you know, when he got Brady. But I, I happen to think Belichick and his system and his – you know, in that franchise, made Brady. Um, Brady gets to leave there, go to a, a team that's pretty stacked, along with the confidence that he's, you know, garnered for himself all the years winning and, and being that guy in in New England. Like, it's it's a whole different story if, you know, somebody leaves somewhere and they didn't have that kind of – background in one particular place so their confidence is not in the same place 
You saw McNabb leave Philly, but you saw them <laughs> in Philly choke so many times. Like, he's not going to leave there with that same kind of arrogance that Brady will leave with, that same kind of even, – even the leadership factor. So he goes to Washington and pretty much stinks it up. I mean, his highlight was beating the Eagles in a game where he threw for 100 yards. And then went into the locker room and said they made the wrong decision. He threw for 100 yards. You had nothing to do with that win. But he goes into the locker room in front of the camera and says, they made the wrong decision. Dude, you threw for 100 yards. But Here's the funny part. It's different with Brady. They man. traded him you in somewhere, You leave somewhere with six bowls and people already saying that you're the GOAT. Like, it doesn't really matter at that point who made who, who grew who. Like, you're that guy because you can get fans, people to run a fan, the wall a fan. for you. Yeah, right. you can, yeah. You can get and, people and, to run the to wall your, for you at this point. To your point, what a, what a coach does does not elicit the same emotional response from a fan as a player, right? right. We can't relate to coaches. We don't care about – you know, there are those that are – He called are the hell out of that play. Make, Yeah, like fans don't care about it. So he's fighting a losing battle. And the only way that Tom, that Bill Belichick even throws a punch that connects in that battle is for him to have ultimate success with Mac Jones, and that ultimate success should be probably while Brady is still playing, um, which the way it looks will be another two, maybe even three seasons. But um, if he has that success, the then those who are in the know Belichick would be will, will meet the Bucks. Those who are in, in the know Super will Bowl. give him and some when, credit. But he'll never be able to compete with Brady because Brady nah, is what the nah. fans come to see. Yeah, exactly, so, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's how super fans and the hot take media are. Brady was like forty-two, I think. Um, you let go of a forty-two-year-old quarterback. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, it's not like he got rid of Brady at thirty-two, and uh, and Brady yeah. went to a stacked situation. What if he went to the Minnesota – well, Minnesota would be better off than Kirk Cousins. The Bears, <laughs> you know. What if he went there? Uh, if he went to the New York Bears, Giants. he would have retired by now. He'd, he'd That's what I'm saying, the New York Giants, now. the Jets. He, went <laughs> to, he picked his spot as a free agent. Dallas McNabb like, got there. traded within division. That lets you know what the Eagles thought of him. <laughs> they weren't even worried. That was <laughs> mad know? disrespectful, yeah. Watch this to see the red flag right there. And, uh, <laughs> and you know they didn't because all we heard, especially me and B living in that area at the time, all we heard from their fans, oh, man, it's on now. Y'all stupid. Y'all stupid. And then they, <laughs> not, a, not a season later, they was like, damn. He fell off. Like, no, Yo. he's what we told you he was. No. He's not I, playing I, I with Andy anymore. We told you he he's never fell off comfy he was never on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know what? I'll right, say this real quick before I run. Sticking to y'all six us right. Uh, ben Simmons still ain't coming to work. Uh, bro, who's going to come to work first, Ben Simmons or Zion? But anyway, you guys have a good one, man. All right, man. Peace. Yeah. And Ben ain't coming to work. All right, let's go. We go to the phone lines. We got Lou from New Jersey calling in. What's good, Lou? You in the war room? Yeah, it's been a long time, gentlemen. I've been here before, but it's been about two years. Hey, oh man, thank don't you. make it so Thanks long. Thanks for calling back, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, yeah. You got I, the... yeah. 
All right. What's on your mind? Well, yeah. Well, with the uh, playoffs starting, well, I think some teams do have a better chance than others. I'm really, um, you know, skeptical about with uh, Pittsburgh. I don't think they can hold the candle to Kansas City. I mean, I know it's probably, you know, the last hurrah for, you know, Big Ben, but I think the Chiefs are going to be too strong, you know, to, to, to let that uh, let it go. I mean, Pittsburgh gave a great effort this year. I still think maybe that maybe the, um, Ben went one year too long, though. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah well, it looked, it looked, it looked like Earlier it. in the show, yeah. he said, he said he's saying he thinks Chad Henney might make an appearance here that this game might get so out of hand. Oh, uh, yeah. The Chiefs are going to yeah. go ahead and pack it in and go to the backups at some point. I, I really can't see. And, you know, the Chiefs all season, yeah. you know, for the whole season, they weren't the high-powered Chiefs that everybody's used to. But I think they're, they've kind of no. hit their stride at the right time. So I think this one might get out of hand as well. Well, I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I still think the Chiefs, you know, are, are going are to take this. I mean, you know, it might be a little bit too far, far-fetched to say it's going to be a blowout win. I'm not looking at a one-sided victory here. I, I, I personally can't see Pittsburgh getting within 14 points. We'll see. I mean, I'm you know, with no with no dog in the fight, I'm definitely looking for good games right. all weekend. So I hope we get something better than that. Um, so so I yeah. hope I'm wrong on that one. Um, what, what what do you think about uh, what do you think about? I'm trying I'm trying to think of a good. What do you think about the Patriots and uh, Bills matchup? As much as the Bills, you know, have made strides in the last couple of years, you know, the Patriots are still the Patriots. So uh, I think I'm going to have to take them, you know, um, New England. Wow. That, still, that's still exactly. Not, conv- not convinced yet. That's exactly what we, all three of us, yeah. thought earlier in the show when we did our picks. That's, that's amazing. Like, for there's a lot of people out there, like we've been talking about for the last few minutes, who, who are kind of disrespecting Bill Belichick. Um, like they forgot, you know, what he's been for the past two decades. But I see right. that there are, you know, there's still some people out there who believe in in what he does. And I just think, you know, playoff preparation, uh, I just think he has a week to, to pretty much figure out what he believes yeah. is the strength of the bills that he can exploit and take away. And I've seen him do it so many times. I mean, whether it ends up working or not, I, I don't see the Bills having an easy time this weekend. So we'll, we'll see how that, no. that plays out. So I know some I know some friends who are Bills fans, but eh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't see it. All right, what else you got for us uh, before we go to the next call, Lou? Yeah, and uh, Cowboys, San Francisco. I'm going with the Cowboys. Yeah, it's, it's hard to see okay. San Francisco pulling that one out as well. Yeah. Hey, but Lou, man, we we appreciate your call. Unless you um, got the ghost of Dwight, uh, unless you got the ghost of Dwight Clark. Uh, true, true, true. <laughs> well, we appreciate your call, man. Um, uh, thanks for you know, even if you weren't with us all that time, thanks for checking back with us after two years and, and calling in, man. We really appreciate the support. Thank you. All right, man. Okay. Thank you. All right, Thank let's you. go one last call. We got Rob calling from Cali. Rob, what's good? 
Yo, what's up, up yo, up, boys? Your boy Big Rob, a.k.a. like the Afro-Station Asian half-man, half-amazing. So what's good, man? How y'all doing? Good, man. <laughs> man, I like that. the like Afro-Station Asian. I like that. Half-man, half-amazing. Okay, N-A-S. All right, Earl, let's get oh, right to it. Because we, we running up yeah, against yeah, the yeah, clock yeah. here because Rob always calling in late. We running up against it. So tell us, what your, what your Eagles going to do this weekend? Your boy Jalen Hurts you know, dragged him into the playoffs. So I heard. Man, he didn't drag. He didn't drag into the playoffs. I, I don't really believe in him. Come on, I'm like the. You know what? As much and I just want. Oh, I always have to apologize to y'all because as much crap I used to give, and everybody warm sports are listening. It's getting crap for always. You know, getting on McNabb, and I used to make a search of like, oh, they don't like black quarterbacks. And um and now I'm on the receiving end. I I I think this is this is karma, y'all. I'm on the receiving end because now I can't say nothing about Jalen Hurts. I'll get kicked out of See? Philadelphia now, Eagle spaces, man. Now they'll you kick, know, they'll, they'll now you know how it feels. Just to be honest with your analysis, now you know how it feels. But you know it's all good because the difference is we didn't give it. We didn't give it damn. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it is what it is. Like I mean he. We came on Jalen Hurts is not to be honest. So he's not and, that and, good. And the thing is, we're, we're equal opportunity, you know, quarterback bashers though. Because yeah. you know, when, yeah. when there's a hatch out there playing like trash, we're gonna tell you that it's a hatch out there playing yeah. like trash. Yeah, yeah, and it's just the analysis. It's not the person. Like I remember, y'all, y'all trash. Everybody was trashing uh, Jay Cutler. For years, uh, Jimmy Jimmy trashed Brett Favre. He said Brett Favre's more overrated quarterback all time. You know, it's 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 equal analysis online. Women sports community, we will have you know a fight about Rob, them Roethlisberger. Now that you're getting the same treatment, it's funny how you remember all this stuff now. Because there were some times when you you act like you didn't know all that stuff that you just said. <laughs> I did, but it's listen, good. man. Uh, people are calling. But, but and I'm and fine, and I'm the I'm the type of dude. I'm a stay by. I'm a. I have to. I have to stand, even though what we, you know, it, it don't. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, not really. Uh, I we have a. I think we have a puncher's chance of winning. But first of all, I want to congratulate the coach for this season because the one thing. I was doing and looking at my run with coaches is that is this coach going to um, be or, or like all the when, when when times get rough, all the players still gonna be playing for him. You know what I'm saying? Can they overcome adversity? Mm-hmm. And he showed no, leadership. And, and and that's another thing. A lot of Eagles fans this season was real premature with the. This dude don't know what he's doing. Fire this dude. Uh, you're not running the ball. This dude has adapted and adjusted, and now the team is the number one rushing team in the league. The other thing um, that I saw as far as, well, this was criticism from myself because I thought the biggest problem he was making was on the defensive end. I thought he was letting this dude Gannon, you know, run him out of a job by not making him adjust to some things, and the defense has even adjusted. Like, Gannon thought, you know, he was just going to rush four all season and play these little shell coverages and all of that, and it wasn't working. And he was talking like he was a seasoned veteran as far as the defensive coordinator goes. Like, I'm not going to change. Like, it's his way or the highway. I see that 
a lot has changed um, with both of the, both sides of the ball since then. And you got to give these dudes props for this, and especially the head coach, because you could come in and chip Kelly the situation. My way is the way that's going to work. My system is the system. This dude had to come in and realize after trying to do some stuff with his quarterback that his quarterback wasn't capable of that he had to switch things up and play more to what Jalen Hurts' strengths would be and having a strong running game for any quarterback, let alone a a quarterback that's a runner like him, was a, was a hell of an adjustment to make, especially with these coaches and the way their egos are, man. So you definitely got to give that dude I, some props. I, I don't know what he'll I, be in the future, but for this season, you got to I, I, I won't call him just a run. I will, I will call him an inadequate thrower, but that's just me. That's just my opinion. I'm not a, I'm not a big I I'm a anti. I'm no, a that's, that's, that's pretty, uh, I'm I'm a, pretty I ain't going to hold you he makes I don't, two throws per game that I'm impressed with, but then he frustrates the hell out of me with, you know, the non-anticipatory um, throws, <laughs> the, his arm strength not being what we need at this level. Like, you don't go out and get all of these speed weapons on the outside, and you're not able to use them in that manner. Good thing somebody like Fred Watkins can – Quez Watkins can adjust to other roles. Good thing that the the young young skeleton ball, good thing he can do it all pretty much. Um, the only one who hasn't been able to adjust is Jalen Rager. Because like I said, I see him win. I see him win on, no, on deep route. He's trash. He's trash. I'm not, listen to me. You're not he's a one-trick pony. I'm not saying he's not trash. I see him win on deep routes. But that doesn't matter when your quarterback can't throw the deep ball. You got to do other stuff, it and he doesn't. can't do other stuff. It, it, I told, I told hey, Jim, you remember I told saying that on that podcast we were watching today with Brandon Marshall? And somebody was like, yo, that's the crazy thing with y'all receivers, like, because y'all can win and not win. Like, if you, you can win and nobody sees it if you don't get the ball. You know, the, the, the yeah. casual fan is not watching that. So receivers can go out there and win. And if you don't get the ball, it don't matter. If you leave that game with two receptions for 13 yards, that's on you. It's not nobody's looking at the quarterback. So it's good that the other dudes are able to adjust. And, and, and the thing is, Dev, the thing is, him and, and Baker Mayfield to me are the same player. If you play through the run, with them through the run, they have success. Without the run, that's who they are. That's that, that that that's just my opinion. That's just that's just that's just the way it is. And I just don't really, I don't know if. Now, now I could be wrong. I don't know if he can progress that way. I think he'll be good trade bait. I like I that, that's why I wish the Raiders lost because I, that would have been good trade bait for Derek Carr to get you know to get to get Derek Carr. That's that's a whole other story, you know. Um, I would love him. <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, that's just me. That's that's just me. That's just me. But right, they have a they have a boxer's chance. I would say, like like the way uh, uh, what's the name said. You mean, I would you say mean a, puncher, point, a puncher's chance? A puncher's yeah, puncher's chance under a boxer's chance, puncher's chance, chance uh, under. Oh, by the way, a happy birthday, Joe Frazier. You know what I'm saying? For Philadelphia, Joe Frazier. 
the 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 first one knocked down Ali. You know, he's talking that smack. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's the only boxing match where I had to see. I saw the ref told both boxers to stop talking. You know, because they were talking back and forth. <laughs> but yo, um, you know, and uh, and, and and another thing, one more thing. Um, the thing about Bill Belichick is, listen, I don't care anybody says he was nothing without Brady. Before Brady came, probably nothing with, with. I mean, yeah, he got good, another decent Anglo-Saxon quarterback. But you know, we'll see how that progresses. To me, Bill Belichick, as a small little man, tries to make make up for his insecurities of being in the shadow of Bill Parcells. That's that. That's that, all that's, I can say that's about easy. To, that's easy to say. He was nothing without Brady because of how it went down. But well, let's not act like the Patriots. But, weren't rolling with Drew Bledsoe before he got hurt. And let's not act like Drew Bledsoe didn't come in to the AFC Championship game and pretty much lead them to victory in that game when Brady tweaked something. So, you know, we never know how the story would have gone. When Brady Brady went out, right, on like the week one or two, how many games did uh, Belichick win (laughs) without Brady? He has a winning record without the goal. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, are you talking about when Matt uh, Matt Castle took over? Yes, yes, sir, yes, sir. But they, they didn't, they didn't make the playoffs that year. Matt that was true, but that's, 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 not, that's not what I asked you. That's not what I asked you. I said, but did they make the playoffs that year? But did they make the playoffs that year? Okay. No, they didn't. You, you really Rob, not Rob, you're, Rob, you're, you're moving. You're moving. You're moving to. You're moving to goal. You're moving to goalpost. How many times? Well, Rob, let me ask you a question. Rob, Rob, let me ask you a give question. Give us the percentage of eleven and five teams that don't make the playoffs. Tell no, me Rob, let me ask you a question. No, no, let me ask you a question, Rob. I want you to answer this with honesty. How many Super Bowls has Parcells won without Belichick, and how many has Belichick won without Parcells? Oh, we want to go there. Oh, we want to. Well, Barcelona. You went there. Well, Barcelona did. Well, Barcelona had more Answer had more integrity. Had more integrity, and then and then have Tom we're Brady. Not, Come on. Okay, okay. How many Super Bowls have have Belichick won without Tom Brady? We're not measuring their integrity, and you're not answering my questions. You're 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 asking me questions instead of answering my questions. I'm not talking about anybody's integrity. I don't know either one of these gentlemen to measure their integrity. How can you measure their integrity? How many Super Bowls did Tom Brady won without Bill Belichick? One is not a great number. That's not like you acting like you won five Super Bowls without him. Come oh, on, come what? And again, and again, Rob, and again, Rob, Rob, you haven't answered my question. Did he not just go to a You haven't answered my question. You also have not. You oh, failed drawing. to answer any of my questions. The question I'm, I'm was, how many times has Bill Parcells won without Bill Belichick as uh, one, of, uh, one of his uh, coaches? And has then has, has, has Bill Belichick had, he, had any, any quarterback controversies like Spygate? Huh? Huh? What is uh, Bill, no, my fault, my fault, Bill Parcells. My fault, Bill Parcells. Let me, Bill. Listen, Bill, Bill Parcells has never won a Super Bowl without Belichick on his staff. Hmm. So we talking who but, would help? But, but, <laughs> Lord. Oh. It, it, it. <laughs> I'm just giving, listen, that's a fact, beloved. I'm not trying to play you. I'm just asking you questions that you refuse to answer. <laughs> so if you, if you want to play the game, you got you to gotta, you gotta give context, man. It's not as simple as saying he won without him and he won without them because we can play this game all day long. At the end of the day, my man got as many bowls as he got. He has levels of success as a coordinator, which is why he got the opportunity to become a head coach. 
He's won championships with coordinator. He's won championships with head coach. So, so to answer your question about how many Super Bowls he's won without Brady, um, I would tell you two because he won them as a defensive coordinator. Oh come on, the coach of the Bill the Bill Parcells. But anyway, it's great hearing from Jimmy. By the way, uh, J- 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 Jimmy, I need to ask you something. I need to ask you something. Well, well, is it is it, it smart? Thank you, man. I haven't heard from you in a minute. Good to hear from you. Is it is it is it, is it best to keep Westbrook? On the team, even the, uh, uh, until AD gets back, or if you was to trade Westbrook for who? Because people are throwing mean, around Ben Simmons. I mean, my, my, the, the, the answer to that question is this: Who like who's available? Who can you get for him? Like people like to throw on these trades, like they're just simple, like, as if as the salary doesn't matter. <laughs> and also, you have to find a willing participant. You can't just be like, "Yo, I'm going to trade him for them." This isn't like NBA 2K. Like it's it's a lot more complex than that. Um, and my thing is, you're not going to trade him for the sake of getting rid of him. What, what kind of upgrade is available? What are you going to get that's better than him? Now, obviously, he's not playing his best basketball right now. But at the end of the day, like, you're going to trade just for the sake of trading? I see. I see. I see. I see. I see. Hey, Rob, we got to roll, call. my dude. Yep. So we holler yep. at you next yep. week, man. Call earlier next week, all right? Yep. You always hit us at I, the I'll end of the, end of the run. One quick question for you two Eagle fans. One quick, one quick question, you can cut me off. The uh, Sean Watson still flowing out there. Uh, the NBA draft is coming up. Would you pull the trigger and take away Mr. Hurts for the Sean Watson and, and like a couple, and a few draft picks? That's all I got to say. Both all right, you uh, we'll take it going I, to I was about to say, like, I can't. I can't give up anything for Deshaun Watson at this point because we don't know what his future holds. We don't know if he's going to play in the NFL next year, the year after, or ever again. So I'm not trading any assets or anything, man. not even Jalen Hurts, away for for, for Deshaun Watson. Nah, I can't do it. Yeah, man, in the future, in the future, Cats might be playing catch with his son. I mean, <laughs> Dude, at the end of the bar. day. The, the reason that he's still out there is the reason why he's still out there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's the reason right. why the boy's still out there. Yeah, no doubt. So what happened real quick, man, Why everybody was on the Grizz night? Absolutely. While you were on the grind, it's brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. So you were your busy to custom website? Absolutely you do. It's 2022. You know what I mean? Stop sending them to your OnlyFans and get your own custom website. Call Digital Extreme Technologies at 267-205-4203 or go to digitalextremetech.com and go, yeah. All right, uh, first story. Uh, Kim Kardashian um, in Money May. So, first of all, Money May was in a weird-looking um, photo today, Dad. That was the weirdest photo I think I've ever <laughs> seen. Was. But anyway, that's, 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 like a, that's a weirdo party going on. And why no, does it look like, like everybody like was a, dressed for what they do? He looked like he had on some old boxing stuff. Like, Yo, it was like I don't maybe, maybe it was an album like cover Madonna. magazine shoot. It, it looked, it looked like a was. dirty orgy. <laughs> it definitely did. Mad smelly. Some cameras went off. Something nasty happened. Yo, but anyway, Kim Miley Cyrus probably showed up and, and just mustied up the place. Shout out to Miley. Yo, Miley man. definitely <laughs> bathes occasionally. But yo, uh, Kim Kardashian and money <laughs> once in a, in a while. Crypto, a crypto pumping jump. Uh, Miley back. like telework dev. Oh my bad. Keep going. Yo. <laughs> but listen though, so Kim Kim K and Money May got sued for a crypto a crypto pump and dump. Crazy part about this is this isn't the first time this happened to Floyd. This is just proof positive that my man will take a check from anybody. 
And it always right. bites him in the ass when it comes to the space. Like, yeah, it's just taking checks, not really doing his due diligence. So you know? what did they get accused of? They, this is Ethereum Max? Like, they yeah, were trash. pretty much promoting it real heavy, and they got, you know, their influence pretty much. She got, like, 250 mm-hmm. million followers on Instagram, and she made a post about it. She hit them with the disclaimer, though, like, this is not financial advice. So that doesn't clear her mm-hmm. by, by saying that? Yeah. It might I mean, in the end. Yeah, in the in the end, in the end, she made in the it end, feel it like a bad look because that means that you're just taking bread from and anybody. Since Floyd like, can't read, Floyd can't read or write. He probably didn't make that disclaimer if his team didn't get involved. Well, no, he didn't make it because he he had it on his trunks when he fought Jake Paul. So uh, he didn't he didn't read what was on his trunks. He just took that bag probably. He couldn't he couldn't read what was on his trunks. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> anyway, man, you, you, you be careful. Your all the, the, the moral to this story is all bags ain't good bags. Y'all gotta have uh, to use to use Rob's words. Y'all gotta have some integrity. Um, Make sure you read. Next story. <laughs> yeah. Murray. You know what I'm saying? Yo, his name has now become a double. Yo, his name has now become a double entendre. Yo, Rich Paul. Yo, Rich Paul Rich met Paul. with the Sixers, uh-huh. and Ben Simmons um, is reportedly oh, no closer to playing for the Sixers. Dan, like, look, I'm not playing for y'all. Either y'all going to trade me or, you know what I mean? And they're like, we ain't trading you for nothing. So we still at a standstill right now, you know what I mean, in, in, in 2022. So, you know, thoughts. Yeah, the funny part was before this meeting happened, rumors came out like two days earlier, like, oh, we're starting to hear that uh, Ben Simmons is saying all he needs is a few weeks of intensified training and he's going to play. And then the next day you hear the real. You know, Rich Paul met with him and everybody yeah. still at, a, at an impasse. Just not for the Sixers. Right. So, I mean, if Rich Paul, yo, if he's worth his salt, then go out here and make this trade happen. Get the Sixers something back of value so this little standstill, this little stone wall, you know, we, we can both move on and both parties will get what they want. But if your client is not willing to go out there and play to increase his value, this is not a normal case. Like, your client quit after playing like a kitty cat on one of the bigger stages. So he really needs something to get his value up for you to be able to be happy with what's going on so that you need to get him on the court rather than, you know, bad-mouthing the Sixers because they won't let him go at this particular moment. Yo, hey, man, don't yo, you, know, you, know, you know what's crazy? I, I feel I feel bad for – sometimes I feel bad for uh, Rich Paul. Not that you feel bad for somebody, you know, making a kind of cake he is, but it ain't all about cake, right? As someone who's worked in businesses, like in, in, in the finance space or real estate space where you have clients, sometimes you get to fire your clients, right, because your client is being unreasonable, not, not taking your advice that they actually are paying you for. And I've had situations where I had to fire clients. Now, the difference is, in his case, he can't really fire a client. As an agent, you look terrible if you fire a client. You know what I mean? Because like, you, you, you're going to look like you're like, not loyal. Like, oh, it got rough for dude. Yeah, yeah. Like he's in a, but this he's, is really unreasonable heart, right now, man. So and, it's, it's almost he, like, yo, dude, dude is, I, I, he can't be taking advice. Like, he can't be, like, there's no way they're telling him to do this. He's right. just being an asshole. He's being a bad. And if they are, like, what is, what is Rich Paul? What are you about if you telling him to do this? Like, you really smelling yourself if this, if this is the advice yeah. that you're giving this dude. 
I can't wait till the tell all book comes out years later. He gonna like really let his hands go on. Baby, when I'm drunk, but he gonna like really let his hands go on. I was that fine. He was a bitch ass nigga. Man, let me tell you. <laughs> Yo. But do you know the crazy part about this? Whatever how this plays out, Ben has literally um um changed the trajectory of his career, but added this thing that can never be removed. Yeah, this yeah. thing is going to be even if he bounces We've back. We said that before. Player, and dudes that were able to remove those things, there ain't no, ain't no getting back from this. He got because be the one thing about Hoop, Hoopers. The one thing about Hoopers, you can even play for a terrible team. Like Hoopers respect Hoopers. They respect dudes that like. Like, could you imagine KD doing this? Like, as much as much as a, a, a band as KD is, like he's a Hooper. And the one thing Hoopers respect is Hoopers. Dudes that like look. I'm going to still ball throughout everything. So else. what you're saying is that I'm not a hooper. I'm a, I'm a bit. I just happen to know how to hoop. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, he's a – Yeah, man. Anyway, a, man, so that's, that's, the, that's the band update, man. Yeah. Yo, your man Devin Booker, <laughs> he did something the other day that was so like – you know, Speaking of more bands, light skin Yeah, man. talk about being a band, right? So they're playing the Raptors, and it's one – like it's literally one fan back there. There's no fans there. So it's the mascot. Yeah, because y'all know like Canada, don't play, that. Canada don't play that COVID yet. Oh, yeah, they, 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 don't have, they don't have fans. So it was literally yeah. just a mascot. And, you know, the mascot was jumping up and down while he was shooting a foul shot. And the bull complained, you know what I'm saying, and tried to have a mascot thrown out because he's like, I'm being distracted. Huh? No, they made, he made the ref move the mascot. The mascot could not stand behind the basket while he who, was playing. Who did, who did he was this kitty cat shit? Devin Booker. Devin Booker. Yo. I've usually, seen a usually bit of, there's twenty thousand fans screaming and clapping balloons in your face, and the mascot behind the basket while you're shooting free throws. There was nobody in the building. The mascot is jumping up and down, and this dude goes to the ref and has the mascot removed from that area. Can I can I share with y'all? I've seen a little bit of evidence of his rich of his witch assness. Um, you remember. When he was playing in one of the summer runs, the pickup game, said, yeah. Stop can't double, be sending doubles. Stop double teaming me. <laughs> it's not fair. We do uh-huh. double team. Uh-huh. Yo, Don't you double know what's hilarious about that? I'm looking at what's hilarious about that. Because Booker has been balling. And I think that because he was balling the way he did in that run last year, I actually forgot all about that. And then because you start to act like a band, it brings back up all your other band stuff. I literally forgot about that until you just said it, bro. <laughs> Like I, and then I you, call you claim that. to be a Kobe disciple. No. And all no. that. Like, no. Come on. No. You, you can't be a Kobe no disciple money. complaining about double teams no. in the pickup game. Like, you Devin it's Booker, not Like, you the best player in the pickup game. Yeah. What do you think they're going to do? Yo, remember that? Was that line that Kobe said? They asked him about being double in the pickup game. He said, I was told him to send three. <laughs> Yeah. Meanwhile, they should be fighting. Yeah. Oh, he should say some hard ass shit. Oh, well, send three. Yeah. Double team. Well, why y'all didn't send three? And y'all Double know that ain't pretty easy. much. Y'all know it ain't no lie. Because Kobe ain't passing the ball. Uh, <laughs> ah, <laughs> yo, send four. Yo, uh-huh. don't get no points yo, for real, passing. Don't get points for Still shooting. <laughs> yeah. What? Yo, um. Last story real quick, man. IG model was preparing to sue Drake after he allegedly put hot sauce in the condom because, uh, you know, according to the story, he was told that kills the sperm. And he knew she was going to try to reach for the condom. You know what I mean? Um, you know, mm-hmm. turkey based. Yo, 
see any pictures. But the thing is, the reason that I heard, the reason allegedly the way she found out is because she actually tried to do it and probably burned up her lady parts. Now here's so what's crazy about this whole suing, thing, right? How you suing Ball for for his groupie control and you Yo, did exactly somebody, somebody what he was trying to control. Shame, like you she was doing exactly no what shame, he was trying no to, to fight against. No I'm gonna shame. Tell you, I'm gonna tell no you with this, with this story with this story like just reinforced for me, right? The story reinforced that, like, yo, truth doesn't matter because I don't even believe the story for one second. And, in fact, the publication yeah, that broke the but, story is one of them joints where you go on their page, they got, like, you know, alien, Kim Kardashian's alien, stuff like that. Like, it's real. Black Sports Online? Yo, yo. No, yo. no, no. I thought you were anyway, talking about that. My bad. Yo, no, I didn't <laughs> But, anyway, my point is, my point is, no one even cared about that. Once the story came out, like, it just became so funny that, you know, the memes start flying, and now – He's going to probably address it in the album. That's what he does. He he likes this stuff. So part of me feels like this be his marketing plan, yo. He has somebody put this out because it's nothing truthful about this. But at the end of the day, it's got legs, and there's no such thing as bad, you know, promotion in 2022. And this is a crazy story. So crazy that, you know, it's just tend to go viral. Yo, they said my man hot sauce so she couldn't turkey baste him. <laughs> so we just so we just not going to talk about we just not going to talk about the other trollop that uh, licks the toilet sheets and then uh, sucks Antonio Brown's soul. I mean, She's another one goes in the last week. Yeah, we talked about her last week. She got her fifteen. Yeah, she got her fifteen. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, Plus man, that was those are stories happening. We, we did an old school episode oh, tonight. Damn <laughs> I know, Daniel. How about that? Yo, tell us uh, what happened in Dayton Sports History so we can get out of here. Yes, sir. It is Dayton Sports History. I know what it is. Brought to you by Sports the Book, greatest sports book ever written. So make sure you pick up your copy of Sports. Smart people only read the sports at warroomsports.com or sportsthebook.com, written by. War Room Sports Zone, Jimmy the Blueprint. All right, uh, January 6, 1994, the Bull said Michael Jordan announces his second retirement just prior to the start of the lockout short in 1998-1999. NBA season, so this was, you know, another sad day in, in the history of a lot of sports fans, a lot of Michael Jordan fans. Um, but the reason it came in January, because like they said, remember, the lockout shortened the season to 50 games, and they didn't start until like late January. Um, and he held his announcement until then. I think he was just trying to wait to see what happened and, and how things were going to play out. But he held that. Um, shout out to the Spurs, because they started a, a little dynasty during that lockout shortened season. Um, and the good part about that was, like, for them, a lot of people were saying, well, that was a fluke because it was a 50-game season, blah, blah, blah. So I guess it's good that you run off four more within the next decade and a half. Just mm-hmm. to ran down four. They ran down, <laughs> ran off four on y'all, bitch ass. Right, right. So it's like, you know, we got four more, so y'all can't keep saying that that even, was a fluke. Even with the sock-wearing, even with the sock-wearing bulls. <laughs> Yo, did that boy really put short. on two pairs of long socks and then roll them down on top of yeah. each other so he could have Yo, All right, man, let's get out of here, Jim. His ass the day. Yo, we out. Yo, we out. We out. We out. He got cooked for like, anyway, yo, he got cook for like 300 messages us. on the chat. Yo, shout out to everybody. 
Sure. <laughs> shout out to everybody for joining us in the world this evening, yo. Special shout out to those that called and got through. Those we couldn't get to, we apologize, but we are definitely wrong. So it's time to get out of here. Here's the thing, man. Yo, stay safe out there, man. Please, please be careful because it's very dangerous out there, man. Just, just pretty fun. Stay safe. Enjoy, enjoy NFL playoff football. Yeah, play, playoffs. Yo, everything we do could be found at the hub of warroomsports.com, including my book, sportsthebook.com. You can get it at warroomsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on top. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it. What? It ain't no more to it.